Good afternoon, everyone. Uh, today's passage is Jephaniah chapter 2, verse 1 to 3. Chapter 2, verse 1 to 3. It is uh, Church Pew Bible 7, 8, 9. Church Pew Bible 7, 8, 9, uh, 789 page. I'll read it for you. Gather together, yes, gather, O shameless nation, before the decree takes effect, before the day passes away like chaff. Before there comes upon you the burning anger of the Lord, before there comes upon you the day of the anger of the Lord. Seek the Lord, all you humble of the land, who do his just commands. Seek righteousness, seek humility, perhaps you may be hidden on the day of the anger of the Lord. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, may our hearts be humbled at this moment, so that we may sincerely seek your grace. May the Holy Spirit open our hearts, ears, and eyes so that we may truly understand the will of God, so that we may obey it. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. People lose very precious opportunities over not so much important things. For example, one time I took my children to playground. I already gave them good dessert, which is their favorite, ice cream. And then it was nice weather and then breeze. And all condition to play and have fun was ready. So, okay, guys, go and play. 30 minutes. And then, I, and then they were exciting and screaming, yay! And then guess what? Within two minutes later, that I heard that, come here right now! I don't want to play with you! And they just, they arguing and they fighting each other. And later, and then they, there is a tension and in between them was just growing, growing. Just later, if just, just my son is playing, want to play with this one, and then just daughter is coming to there and just bothering him. And then just my daughter is playing with this one, and then just son is going and then just bothering each other. So within five minutes, I said, finally, the fury, angry of the fathers, they come. We go home now. No more play. So they only played five minutes, and then they lost their chance to play and then had a fun. And then there were so many opportunities they can have a play. There was not just only one. It was pretty big size of the playground. Swings and monkey bars. Pretty soon, they turned back to God, not try to listen and obey, but became rebellious and then became their heart and their hearts, which provoked God's anger. It ended up, they lost their chance to enjoy their freedom and most above all, the privilege to worship their living God. Who asked nations who worship living God? But because they provoked the anger of the God, they lose their chance to worship God. When the Israelites were taken as a captive to Babylon, they became an object of ridicule and laughter to Babylonians. Hey, you sing a song of your Lord. Hey, you sing. 
They were they are mocked by Babylonians. How upset it was when they heard that. Not just ridicule way, but it's kind of they laughing on it. Hey, can you sing one song for just your Lord's song? There is a psalm that tells the story. It is a Psalm 137. By the waters of Babylon, there we sat down and wept when we remembered Zion. On the willows there, we hung up our lyres. For there, our captors record, record of us, us songs, our tormentors mirth saying, sing a, sing a one of songs of Zion. How shall we sing the Lord's song in a foreign land? If I forget you, O Jerusalem, let my right hand forget its skill. Let my tongue stick the roof of my mouth if I do not remember you, if I do not set Jerusalem above my highest joy. The author of the Psalm 137, they already being captured and they lost chance. And then they are just mocked by people and then they became the person, the object of the, the just laughter. Children, the elderly, pregnant mothers alike were brutally killed and then only few of them were taken captive in the lands where they were taken. They remember the privilege and the freedom they enjoy, especially the privilege of being able to worship the Lord. Before we lose this question, before we lose the precious opportunity or chance, what should we do? Conversely, if we are already staying in the grace of Jesus Christ, our Lord, how can we hold our faith and grace strongly and well? I desire for us to think about this question through the word of God has given to us, given us today. The nation Judah will be destroyed by Babylon within 50 years, and now within earnest heart, prophet Jephaniah proclaimed what the nation should do. Verse 1, gather together, yes, gather, O shameless nation. Hebrew verb, kashash, translated as gather in the text, the first time used in here as a reflexive form, and the other, the second time when you say yes, gather, is an imperative form, is a command. So, translate is, gather yourself. Just try to have your willingness. And then the second one is, gather, just comment. So, reflexive form, try to gather yourself. And then just gather, just kind of awaken them. And shameless nation, translate as a shameless in a Hebrew verb, kasaf also has a meaning of the yearning or long and eager in direct translation of people who do not know how to yearn, of people who do not know how to long for. What was the state of the mind of these people, Israelites, who did not know how to yearn, how to, how, who do not know how to long when my, when my kids really want to watch TV, they listen very well. Father, what, what, what can I do for you? <laughs> they did not have a yearn to God to receive God's love. First, they had a dead conscience, conscience that destroyed 
that they had no idea what was wrong with them. Second, they need to get together. Hey, guys, just come on here right now. Just our God is really angry, upset with us. Hey, let us gather together. Let us recognize. And then just our situation right now. And then let us throw away some things that it is not important. And then just let us really think about what is really important right now. But they didn't have this recognition. Jephaniah chapter 1, 6 it is a such a state of the betraying the Lord and then not following the Lord, neither seeking the Lord or just question, inquiring of Him. Hey guys, how are you? How was your week? Not just stop there. How was your spiritual life last week? They didn't think about, they didn't inquire of this question in between them. Chapter 1, verse 12. These are the ones who say, the Lord will not do good, nor he will not do will, this illness. So just do whatever you want. He will not listen to our prayers. He is not concerning about us. Have you ever seen a glass jar with water or wine? If you do not stir for a long time, there are sediments or just kind of sludge is kind of just piling up on the skins of the glass in the side, in just in, in, inside of the jar. Kinds of here is kinds of the, there's a pizapanaya, kinds of rebuke that your mind is like that. Their mind is kind of white tomb, is a sediments in the jar, so it just, it is sludge that it is hard to remove. Their heart became stone. They were insensitive, indifference, indolence, indulging in spiritual negligence, thinking that God has no interest in any matter. Verse 2. Before the decrees take effect, before the day passes away like chaff, before there comes upon you but the burning anger of the Lord, before there comes upon you the day of anger of the Lord, the Hebrew word for before is batarem, combined with the be and the terem, is literally not yet. The English Standard Version, ESV, uses the word before four times, before, 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 before. But in the Hebrew just original just script, it batarem only appears three times. So literally meaning is that before the decree is issued, the day passes away like chef. So the meaning is unclear. Therefore, in the Bible, the scholars and then just translators, we see that it is divided into two groups. Before the decree take effects, before the day passes away like chef. Just let me read Isaiah 29.5, where a similar phrase, the same word is used. I think if I read it for you, then you will go, aha, then you can understand the picture. It is Isaiah 29. Verse 5, but the multitudes of the, your foreign foes should be like a small dust, and the multitudes of the ruthless like a passing chaff, and in an instant and suddenly. So because chaff, it is kind of instantly, and then just you cannot, you cannot imagine where it comes and where it goes, but it is like a chaff. The foreign armies like it's coming instantly and then cover all Israelites. And then they swiping off. It is kind of, you can imagine the picture right now here. 
the army of the Gentiles called by God, especially in the text, will be Babylonian army. The speed of their passing is like a chaff. When the prophet Jeremiah tried to sleep, he could not sleep properly because every night he was about to sleep and he heard the alarm of the trumpet, the war sound, boo, and then above that, the sound of the horseshoes. I already explained to you. Every night he about to sleep and he hear the sound of the alarm of the war and then the horse like just coming to you. How can you sleep? Just right every night actually just my area, just I didn't know that my house nearby there is a fire station. Just you imagine that every morning, every at least once a night, you can hear the siren. And then I try to earplugs myself and then try to sleep. But in the middle of 3 a.m., that if you hear the sound, then you cannot go back to sleep. It is the same thing that if somebody is very next to you and then you can hear, keep banging sound and then the horseshoe sounds, how can you sleep? And then same thing, Zephaniah, he saw the vision of God that just the army of the Babylon, it is called by God. It's not just invasion, but it's called by God as an instrument and it's swiping the Israelites, Judah, nations. So with the urgent kinds of Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is crying out inside of Japanese, gather! And then just kind of asking them to repent and then come back to the Lord. Verse 3, seek the Lord, all you humble of the land who do his just commands. Seek righteousness, seek humility. Perhaps you may be hidden on the day of the anger of the Lord. If the main verb in verse 1 and 2 is gather, kashish, and verse 3, main verb is seek, and vakash. The other meaning of this verb, vakash, is seek, and then including a beg, begging, and investigate, search, and pursue. So if I paraphrasing a lot in these verses, in short version, then like this. Begging to God to leave. Investigate. What does it mean about righteousness? Righteousness. Investigate. What it means. And then pursue humility. That is literally meaning here. We can hear. One word. I want us to pay attention to in the text is the word humble today. It has a various meaning. The noun anau in here, the humble, is used in Old Testament means humble. But the word is also used extensively when referring to the poor and a need of poverty and a pitiful man. And it has a very pretty, just extensive meaning too. The root form of this noun anau is the verb ana means to suffer or be in trouble. So central meaning of the verb ana and then this noun ana, just ana, ana is meaning that translated is, is not just generously or kindness towards, towards people that you just showing kindness to people, to pity people or just poor people, but central meaning of this ana means that it refers to attitude of consciously believing in the work of God, consciously emptying oneself their hearts and then relying on and then entrusting just God 
in everything, every situation, whatever things happen, in suffering and pain. Not just humility is kind of, oh, I'm humble myself, and I will just treat you well. Not just doing that, it means biblical. Biblical meaning is that you keep emptying yourselves, and it just kind of, you concentrate on just God that, Lord, I'm in suffering and just in pain, but I, my eyes is fixed on you. That is humble. In this respect, we can gain a better understanding of what God is trying to say to humble people in verse 3 through the prophet Jeconiah, those who seek justice and humility in all circumstances must be those who empty themselves and seek God constantly no matter what in their situations. Then we can understand a little deeper meaning of this passage. I will read it for you. This is Isaiah 61.1. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. Here we can translate as afflicted one and then the humble one and then also meek. Our Lord Jesus bring good news not just poor but to afflicted one and then to humble one the one that who seek the Lord in whatever situation. If so, can we by any chance understand the deep meaning of this word of Jesus? This is, this is from Matthew chapter 5, 3, 5. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for there is a kingdom of heaven. Verse 5. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. You can see the poor and the meek it's not just we understand as English level, but biblical understanding is that it is who has really empty heart, who really afflicted by the situations, and then who are really humble themselves and consistently seeking God's grace. Conclusion, before we lose the precious opportunity or chance, what should we do? Conversely, if we are already staying in grace of God, grace of Jesus Christ, how can we hold our faith and grace well? Which answer can we infer from today's text? Zapanaya, meaning that the Lord has concealed. Zapanaya, the one who hides his people. There is only one way. There is only one way. To live is to be hidden by God. Gather and go to God to be saved. There is only one way. Here is a little story of, to share. I usually read a passage from the um, Gospels and the Proverbs to my children every morning before dropping, dropping them off at the school uh, during the week. So I go to parking lot and then 10 or 15 minutes ago, and just read the Proverbs and then just, just Book of Gospels. And it is, I read Matthew 26, 69 to 75 that day. It is the scene that where Peter denies Jesus three times. The Bible records that when Peter heard the sound of the rooster, and then he remembered that Jesus had said to him, you will deny me three times. So he went outside and wept bitterly. 
So after I read the passage to my children, I added a little explanation of the scenes from the movie. I think it is from the Passion of Christ. If it is wrong, they just don't watch it. Anyway, so that they could not understand the context better. I just tried to give explanation to make them to understand the context. So personally, I think the director of the movie who made the film adapted this part well. In the movie, this is not from the Bible, in the movie, Peter continues to deny by saying, I, I don't know him. It's not just one. I don't know him. I don't know him. Cursed. I don't know him. And he three times really strongly kind of denied Jesus Christ. When he spitted out this third, I don't know him at the time, he, his eyes met Jesus' eyes, who was beaten by priest really brutally and then spitted by just priests and then leaders. And then Jesus, looking his eyes, Peter's eyes, but did not say anything, just looking at his eyes. And then this Peter went outside and then wept bitterly. This is not the Bible, written in the Bible. But when I just saw the movie, I was really un- could understand what was the situation. Guess what happened? As I was explaining the scene of the movie to my children, the message cut my heart. And in my conscience in that morning, I burst into tears. Then the three of us, my son and daughter, had a time of the shedding tears in the car just right three minutes before they dropped, dropping off the school. And they just kind of, hey guys, we have to go to school. And they just call. It was then that I learned how to make myself more humble before the Lord, even though I'm consistently, we are consistently struggle with our own selfishness and an ego. Oh, I just confess Jesus as my Lord in my heart. But now I need to practice to set my eyes on Jesus' eyes and try to meet his eyes every day. Today is the first Sunday of Advent. We rejoice in the birth of Jesus Christ, who came on earth. At the same time, we wait eagerly his second coming. I hope that this season of joy will be a precious season to seek, begging Jesus, begging to God, just begging. Lord, I want to see you. And then pursue and then investigate what does it mean that, what does it mean gospel, what does it mean righteousness, what does it mean humility. Seek Jesus Christ, our only way to live, and consciously seek humility and righteousness. I hope it will be a precious season to get into habit of looking into eyes of Jesus Christ more before the day of the Lord. Let us pray. God the Father, thank you for giving us the only way to live in our lives, our Savior Jesus Christ. Even though you invited us with grace, if our hearts have lost the initial gratitude and become arrogant and we are not longing for you, please forgive us as we ask for your forgiveness. Before our Lord comes again, before we are faced with any regret in our lives, before we lose the opportunity to read the word, to praise the Lord, before the opportunity to gather is gone, 
Let us be a community of the Lord who loves and longs for the Lord more and more each day. We pray in the name of our Savior, Jesus. Amen.